I'm down for a side quest, Brian, if you want to leave. It's cool. Yeah, probably not feeling it. But John can fill in on your He topic. can totally handle the sleep token conversation <laughs> without me, I think. But it yeah, was a good fine. time. And I'm grateful I got to go. Yeah, you can clip that and put it in there randomly. <laughs> yeah. All right, now I'm going to stop recording. All right. So sleep token. Sleep token. Yeah, so randomly... Um, I had a customer hit me up and they were like, hey, I need some shirts really fast. And I'm like, how fast? And what's the artwork? And they sent me the artwork and it was for the Masonic Temple in Detroit. And um, I'm supposed to tell everyone that I work for Sir Speedy Printing, but I really don't. Uh, I work for Armadillo, but that's besides the point. The point is <laughs> they needed shirts for the Masonic because the Masonic had a whole bunch of shows coming up, like not just shows, but like, you know, st- stand up comics and like other things going on. Where they wanted to have like merch for sale, basically, mm. and they hit us up, and uh, because we're we're a print shop, but we're also like a contract printer. So I have other customers who own other quote unquote print shops or decorators that they contract us out to do their printing for them. So we did set of shirts for them. When the lady emailed me about it, I basically was like, you know, I, I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna call her because it'll be easier for me to talk to this, talk to her about this, and then I was like, okay. We can probably make this happen. Um, how quick do they need them? She's like, they want them like as soon as possible. And I was like, jokingly, I was like, wow, well, you know, if you can get me into the show on Friday, I'll turn them around by Friday morning. And she's like, seriously? <laughs> and I'm like, well, kind of, but you don't actually have to do that. And she's like, let me see what I can do. <laughs> like 10 minutes later, I get an email from her and she's like, okay, you're on the list. And I'm like, you have got to be shitting me because when I wanted to buy those tickets, they were like $2,000. <laughs> And she's like, nope, you're on the list. It's all good. Uh, it, can you think you can actually get them done Friday morning? I'm like, I'll have them done for you Friday morning if you can get me all the shirts here tomorrow. Tomorrow being Thursday at, at the time. Um, so I emailed her back real quick too. And I was like, hey, I don't mean to be the mouse that you just gave a cookie to asking for a glass of milk. But I just want to know if it's possible or maybe you already did. Like I did get a plus one to this because if I can't take my wife... I may not actually be able to go, you know? <laughs> and she was like, I'll, I'll ask. And so she like copy pasted my entire email to the lady from the Masonic and the lady of Masonic was like, oh yeah, absolutely. Plus one, no problem. Sounds like a really sweet kid. You know, I'm like, I'm 38 years old. I'm definitely not a kid, but it I love that. To her, it, so. it made me feel so good. Right. And uh, so anyways, I got a plus one to go see Sleep Token. Megan decided she didn't want to go because she was tired. And she was like, you know, hey, you know, maybe take one of your friends or whatever. So I asked Corey if Corey wanted to go and he was like super pumped to go. And then like the day of Friday morning, he's like, hey, dude, like I'm actually coming down with something. I don't want to get you sick. And then you get the kids sick, yada, yada. He's like, I'm really bummed that, I, you know, I want to go. But again, I, I if for you know, out of respect for you, like I don't want you know, I don't want to get anybody sick. I really appreciate you asking me to go. I'm like, no, that's cool, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for letting me know. Thanks for being honest. There will be other shows. And he was like, yeah, man, I was just really excited to hang out with you. And I'm like, that's cool. We can hang out whenever you want, man. I'm around. Like, anytime you want to chill, we can chill. So I hit up Brian. And Brian was like, yeah, I already had it kind of blocked out because I figured this was going to happen anyways or something (laughs) like that. So, uh, So Brian and I went. Um went to see sleep token i wore my satanic goat shirt uh because i had to wear something that looked slightly not sleep token but still kind of ominous and religious looking 
Uh, the, again, those who are not familiar, Sleep Token is a really awesome band that has a whole shtick about like uh, worshiping the god known as Sleep. Uh, not actually like the act of sleeping, but like this is a god named Sleep, and they praise him through their music, and they call all their shows worship. Is like their whole thing. They come out dressed in robes. Uh, the lead singer goes by the name Vessel, and the drummer is his name is Two, and then I believe the guitarist and bassist are three and four. Um, and that's just how they're known on the internet. Nobody knows their real names except I do. I know the singer's name and I know the drummer's name, but I'm not going to tell you that. You'll have to figure it out yourselves. Uh, <laughs> because I have a friend who is obsessed with figuring out who they were, mm. which is funny in and of itself. But uh, so they played at the Masonic Temple downtown. And if you haven't been to the Masonic Temple in Detroit, it is probably one of the coolest, creepiest, most mysterious buildings in the entire city. And it is the perfect venue for this band to have played in. Um, I don't remember the actual seat count. I think is like maybe ten to 15,000 people can fit in the full theater. And it was packed to the gills. Uh, before was we actually... The- was this the was this the uh i i guess i don't know because aren't there multiple like spaces in the masonic where they do shows the the masonic temple has multiple spaces it has one main large theater room that is like a big theater space but then it also has much smaller theaters and areas around it where you can see other shows and performances happen like there's a chapel there's like an actual chapel Hmm. uh that i saw converted into Uh, When I went to Theater Bazaar one year, they converted the chapel into a stage venue and had these, like, satanic hillbillies, like, playing music in there. It was pretty crazy, (laughs) Um, which Theater Bazaar is is crazy in and of itself. That's a whole other side quest, I suppose. Um, But when we got down there, like, we were trying to find parking, and I was like... You know, I thought I, you know, I've been to things with like ten thousand people before. I'm like, that's that's not that many people. But then you realize like that's a shitload of people. Yeah. Especially when people. you see them like wrapped around the block and going down the block like three or four blocks, and the line is like three or four people wide, and it's just like you're like, holy shit. So, we uh we decided we would park down by the old Miami and uh which is a a great little dive bar if you're ever in detroit definitely check out the old miami it's uh just off of wayne state's campus and um we stopped there so brian could get a shot in the water so he he took a shot of jaeger and drank a water and then we walked (laughs) down to uh eight degrees plato which is like a beer joint like they have all kinds of crazy beers and ciders and meads and things in there like from all over the state uh from all the different micro brews and some of them from out of state got some pretty unique really good stuff and uh, we had a beverage there. And then by the time we wrapped up there, it was getting close to nine o'clock. And I had read online from other people on the Sleep Token Reddit that they were starting around nine o'clock and they were going to play for about two hours. And I'm like, okay, cool. We better get down there. So uh, get down there, stand in line for a minute because we had to go to Will Call because we were on the guest list. And, uh, you know, I got my tickets, went inside. We were lucky enough to actually find some seats to sit in, uh, nice. you know, while we waited. When We only waited. We basically like walked in sat down and like chilled for 10 minutes and then they started playing and everybody stood up and i don't think i've ever been to a show like this before even like let me explain again they call their they call their shows worship you're coming to worship and 
when they say that they kind of fucking mean it because it's weird <laughs> it's just it's weird man because everyone in the crowd was singing every word except brian because he didn't know any of the words <laughs> but everyone else there was singing every single word to every single song and they were chanting him and they were like holding up their arms and like fists and like you know to the beat of the music and everything and uh they're, they have some heavy breakdown parts in their music where normally people would mosh and you would see people just getting the shit kicked out of them in a pit. That didn't happen at all. And I don't know if it's because it was the Masonic and maybe you didn't really have the opportunity to mosh, but I can't imagine like that being the case. But nobody moshed. And they even had security along the front of the stage to catch people coming up who were you know, crowd surfing if they crowd surfed. The only person who crowd surfed was one of the guitarists, like jumped out yeah. into the audience and then they brought him back and put him on stage. Like that was it. But everybody was like chanting and singing and pumping their fists in the air and everything. And it was it was a, like a religious experience of like <laughs> being at church and having people worship this thing. And uh I've never experienced a show like that in my life. Like it's it's what I imagine like some of the crazed Taylor Swift fans feel like, or like, you know, back in the day, like all the Michael Jackson fans and the Beatles fans that would like cry when they see him, see them come out of the airplane and shit, you know, it was, uh, it was next level. Like it was otherworldly. It was, it was insane. I've never, like it was, I had a great time. The music was awesome. That band played CD perfect. They were flawless. It was unbelievably cool. Uh, Brian kept cracking jokes because he was like, I don't think the bassist is actually doing anything. I don't think he does anything <laughs> other than just dance around on stage. That may very well be the case. Like he may be performing like a, like he may, he may just be like lip syncing or whatever, you know, like like not actually playing his instrument. But the singer was definitely singing and the drummer was definitely drumming. And those two guys are just next level man like the drummer is a machine it was he was incredible he had this amazing uh bridge part that he played in the middle of the summoning that was just totally badass and the whole crowd was cheering and i just yeah it was it was a really really awesome show and i am so grateful and thankful that my customer was able to hook that up and i profusely thanked her like multiple times today even sent her an email just thanking her like several times for hooking that up because next to having a kid that was like my year like that made my year <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean that's it's interesting the fact that like uh because i know chad and our separate discord was also talking about trying to get tickets and whatever like the fact that they're not like massive uh, they're not a massive name in the music world, but yet their fan base is apparently extremely dedicated. They're fucking rabid fans, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool. That's awesome. Like that's even cool. Brian, Brian was saying like when we were at Eight Degrees Plato, he's like, "How did they get so big?" And I'm like, yeah. "They just marketed the shit out of this last album. Like they did it. Like the last, I don't know if it was the last two albums or the 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 first full length they put out. They basically almost released the entire album." like as singles before putting out the actual full album the second album they only did like three or four songs off of before releasing the album and then this one they did a, a little over half i think ahead of time yeah and just the the visuals that they had going along with the music was really cool and kind of was viral in and of itself 
because the the art direction is very video gamey. Like whoever, I think I mentioned it last time we were talked about Sleep Token. Whoever did the art direction for this latest album, like I think they work for Bungie and they did all the Destiny hand drawing stuff that showed up in the cutscenes in Destiny. Like it looks very similar. Um, or they could have just said, "Hey, we want the stuff to look like this shit from Destiny." You know, yeah. <laughs> like they're probably Entirely big video possible. gamers. Like I don't know, but it's uh. Yeah, it, it they're just they blew up because they marketed the shit out of themselves like and went viral. I think they probably are TikTok stars to some extent, which probably helped them because mm. there's a massive amount of people that use TikTok now. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was it was just such a such a cool experience and uh I I'm again, I'm very thankful I was able to to see them because I was very upset when I couldn't get tickets. And I tried very hard to get tickets to that show. Um That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. It was it was dope. It was super dope. I had a great time. And I, I think Brian said he had a pretty good time too, so. But it was a good time. And I'm grateful I got to go. Uh but yeah, I, I hope they come back. Um I can't imagine them playing anything other than the Masonic Temple. I feel like if they played like I mean I've seen them like I've seen pictures of them playing stadiums and stuff in like bigger venues and it's crazy to see the crowds of people watching them, but uh, the Masonic would just be sweet to see them every time play there. Yeah, I feel like there's probably that's probably the most like bespoke venue that they should play. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, made, they, it's made for like if them. they if they wanted to go smaller, they could play like Clutch Cargos if that's even around anymore, which is which was a church, which would be yeah. cool too. But even though, like, that's the thing is like the last time I saw them play it was 2019. They were the opening band for like it was uh, for issues was the headliner. If you're not familiar with issues, it's probably not worth it because they're not great. They have a couple of good songs, but they're a little bit weird. Um, But they opened for issues. Uh, They were the opener for the entire night and nobody knew who they were. I, I knew who they I was there just to see them. And my friend Drew, who was in the Space Roar with me, the bassist of the Space Roar, who's the person who showed me Sleep Token to begin with, was there. And we were super psyched to see them. And then my friend Josh, who was in, uh, who's in the band Radio Pirate DJ, who's about to put out a new CD uh, coming up soon, in case you're interested. Um, he, he showed up because he wanted to see issues. And I was like, dude, I, I hope like you pay attention to this first band that's playing because they're going to blow your fucking mind. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, just just wait, dude. Just just wait and watch. And they came out and they played like five songs off of their, their opening EP, or not EP, the LP, uh, Sundowning. And he walked away from that and was just like, I cannot believe what I just witnessed. And like the, the place was maybe half full, like 50% yeah. capacity at St. Andrews Hall, which is not a lot of people. I, th- I think they're, main, they're probably like a thousand person room. And yeah. I don't even think there were 500 people in there. Um, but it was even that was an experience that I don't think anybody who was there was prepared for, but I guarantee everybody who left that show that day became an instant fan of that band. Like, yeah, it's always exciting when you're like, when you're there for somebody opening, when you know that they're just going to like leap over the people that they're opening for at some point in the future. You know, And and I don't mean to be like the guy who's like, well, I heard about him first. Look, you know, like total hipster douchebag, which I, I mean, I, I didn't hear about them first like Drew did, but like yeah. it, it's I I've been showing them to everyone I talk to and someone's like, What are you into music wise? I'm like sleep token. Like you need to hear that like they're next level. They are they transcend genre. 
like you can't put a label on them like they keep getting roped into metal because they've got heavy guitars and stuff but there's a bunch of like reaction videos on youtube of like these guys that are normally listening to like hip-hop and rap and they're like they're doing reaction videos to sleep token song i think it was ascensionism uh because it has a crazy trap beat in it and they they're just like oh my god like i can't believe what this band is doing like they're they're like they're mixing genres in a way we've never heard before and it's true they really are it's it's cool to That's see awesome. something like that, like just go next level and have people of all this, the, the, the audience base, like the, like the fan base was like, you had metal heads and you had like preppy kids and you had like anime weeb chicks. And like, I mean, it was everybody like there, like everybody was there and everybody was having a good time. It was awesome. It was such a cool experience. So if anybody gets the chance to check out sleep token in the future, I highly recommend it just from an experiential standpoint to just say you did it. Uh, and hopefully you like the music too. I don't know. Like they, they tick a lot of boxes for me as a musician in terms of what I like. Um, and I was telling Drew today, I texted him and I was like, Hey dude, we should start a sleep token cover band that only plays the songs exactly as they're recorded and then go around and like pretend that we're sleep token but we're not actually we're just like (laughs) spreading the word just like an actual religion would do and then it would be cool as shit if like other cities and things like these cover bands of sleep Sleep token Token popped up doing the exact same thing like that would be so epic (laughs) that'd be pretty cool so that's my side quest i don't really have anything else to talk about it (laughs) yeah i was only i mean i don't really have a whole lot to talk about. It's been a crazy couple of weeks for me. Yeah. I don't really need to get into a lot of that shit. But um, have you heard about Strike Force 5? <clears throat> no. So um, the late night hosts uh, currently can't run their shows or are not running their shows in solidarity with the writers. Uh, right. Due to the... Uh, studios not making reasonable concessions to their demands um and so they inked a deal with spotify to make a 12 episode podcast uh and all the proceeds are going to paying their staffs while they're striking um because they you know they have not only writers but massive crews to pay right while they can't they're not making shows um and so uh Stephen Colbert, John Oliver, um Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon and Seth Meyers are doing like a podcast right now that's through Spotify okay. but is available on like Apple Podcasts is wherever you can find them. I think there's video versions as well. <clears throat> and like I like most of those guys in a lot of ways. Uh I even, you know, generally liked Jimmy Fallon more than most people did. Uh he recently is in the process of getting canceled because it sounds like he's a nightmare to work for. Um and it'll be interesting to see if they remark on the fact that that blew up while this podcast was being made in any way. Uh but we'll see if they do that or not. Um but I've been really entertained by it it's kind of fun to uh it's an interesting dynamic because really like the late night hosts have never really gotten that buddy buddy with each other as much as these guys have you know there was always bad blood between like 
Letterman and Leno and Conan, obviously, and Leno and, you know, or, you know, everybody in, in kind of the earlier situations. So it's a little bit unprecedented to have them all like willing to show up in things with each other and uh, show up on each other's shows and things like that. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, it's funny to hear the dynamic between them because there's just certain things that they hone in on about each other that they know that they're like, they, they all pounce. Like one of them senses a little bit of weakness in the other ones. And then all of them are like, all right, we're there. We're there. That's a, you. that's a comedy trope. Like that's For a sure. thing with like, yeah. I, like I can't, what, what is it? The, the green room show the or green whatever. Room with Paul Provenza. Is, yeah. Yeah. It's the same exactly thing. That. Also great. But, yeah, uh, could, but I mean, they're, the fun thing is they're going a little bit more blue than not a little bit. They're going more blue than they normally would on yeah. broadcast television, which is kind of fun, but they're not being mean about it. And the funny thing is that like, I feel like you can suss out that Colbert is really kind of the nerd of the group. Like, right. Which is funny next to like Seth Meyers, in my opinion, they're nerdy, but in kind of different ways. Like, yeah. Stephen Colbert wears his, like, Lord of the Rings fandom on his shoulder very, like, you know, very prominently, but uh, he has this, like, it's just interesting hearing them kind of rib each other on things. And and the most recent episode, Jimmy Fallon, they're taking turns hosting episodes. Okay. And, like, picking the topic that they're going to talk about and stuff like that. And they did, like, the second episode was all about their first episodes that they did. (laughs) And then this most recent episode, Jimmy Fallon decided to text the wives of everybody in the group and ask them questions. And he was playing basically the newlywed game or whatever, where he's going to compare what the hosts say versus what their wives say about things like, when did you first fall in love with me? And blah, 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 blah. Like that type, those kinds of things. But the whole running joke through the entire episode is the fact that, like, Jimmy Fallon was so bad at phrasing these questions that he doesn't know exactly how the wives were answering, whether it was as their husbands or what they thought the answer to the question was. So then they just make fun of Jimmy Fallon the entire time. He's like, <laughs> they're like, you're a fucking talk, you're a talk show host. Why can't you phrase a question correctly? Like, why don't you know? What were you actually trying to ask here? And then it's just, it's so good. It's so good. The fact that they all dogpile on Jimmy Fallon in this like moment where he's also kind of being taken under because he's kind of an asshole, I think is just a lot of fun because it's, uh, it's, it's just good. It's very good. I think there's a lot of people didn't like Jimmy Fallon before all of this because he seems like the least genuine host out of all of those people yeah he has he's very like fake laughy yeah he's always like goofy he's he's cookie cutter like he's nothing special like he's very like by the book and just like you know uh family friendly i'm gonna be goofy i'm gonna toe the line and politics like all that type of stuff he doesn't he's not committing to being anything special he's just i have the tonight show now you know Right. And so, like, I think uh, the fact that they're all just like shitting on him because, like, why don't, why can't you ask a consistent question to all of these people? <laughs> like, why, huh? 
like i think at one point jimmy kimmel's like aren't you up for an emmy for game show host <laughs> like <laughs> well, what the fuck it's it's very good so if you're looking for something to listen to while you're doing something strike force five is has been entertaining and there's at least going to be uh 12 episodes they're through episode five right now but uh nice i'll check yeah. it out it's uh it's fun so that's Very all cool. i got i think i don't know if there's any other tv did you i didn't watch any ahsoka have you i've been watch watching it? ahsoka i'm i'm enjoying it um okay i do want to watch it i just haven't spent the time to do it yet it's uh it's it's really good it's very girl power um mm-hmm. i don't know like this we can have like dad dad talk to uh in in having a daughter have you found yourself like like more drawn to female centric things in terms of like like when when ellie was born i started listing like and it, it seemed kind of subconsciously but i started listening to more music with female like artists mm specifically like i started listening to covet and i started listening to covet a lot and then that's when like phoebe bridgers like was kind of blowing up for me too and moxie the band and deep sea diver and like all these other like you know claro and like all these other like female artists like started kind of playing a more prominent role because i don't know if ellie's gonna like some of the other music that i listen to so i want to be able to like introduce her to other things that like that we can share you can find the middle ground a little yeah bit, like right? like maybe you're not gonna like sleep token but we can both talk about moxie the band which she loves moxie the band now um but uh yeah i don't know where i was going with that necessarily. oh because I, I, ah- 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 ahsoka is like very much a girl power show like but and i don't mean that in like i this any star wars like all these like bleeding heart star wars nerds probably think yeah, yeah, these mouth-breathing, neck-beard losers are all going to just be <laughs> like, oh, we hate women, blah. But uh, no, the show is really good. I, I'm really enjoying it. I At first, I was kind of like apprehensive because I didn't necessarily like um, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, mm-hmm. but it it dawned on me that I needed to give up on the fact that like she's not supposed to be like teenage Ahsoka, which is what I was kind of used to seeing. Uh, she's a grown ass woman or whatever creature, like uh, female Twi'lek or whatever. Or she's not. That's uh. No, she's Hera. like a Tortugan or something. Yeah, no, I can't remember the different races. There's so many different races in Star Wars. That's why, like, that's the thing, man. There's so many races in Star Wars, and all these neckbeard losers are all just like, oh, we're all racist. Like, it's like you're not. Like, Star Wars Tog-Ruta. has. Taruta, yeah. whatever that That's is what she is yeah but like she's not a kid in this she's an adult and she has like lived through the complete wiping out of all jedi and has become this total badass she is really badass um and i really like mary elizabeth winstead uh as Hera. she is fantastic the only thing i will say is sometimes her contacts get a little wonky so Mm. she looks kind of cross-eyed here and there (laughs) um which is a little bit weird but uh i liked all the tie-ins to the cartoons is pretty great the fact that the the there's a mural in the cartoons that like dedicates all the people like I, i can't remember which cartoon it was rebels probably uh where they're like it's a mural dedicated to the rebels 
And then uh, that same mural shows up in the show, and it looks like an anime like painting on a wall kind of thing. Like cool. the, their characters from the cartoon. And I was like, that's pretty sweet. Um, and I believe the voice actor who plays um, it's the the voice actor who plays Mr. Krabs on on uh, SpongeBob, who was also the voice actor for the like mayor or the the governor of the city where the mural is. Like also plays. Uh, the character, the general, or whatever he is, I'm getting uh, really Grand Admiral Thrawn or whatever. Not Thrawn. No, 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 no. We're not even there yet. We haven't even seen Thrawn yet in the TV show. Well, okay. Um. Uh. But yeah, I just uh. It's it's good. It's really good. I'm enjoying it. It's it's not as good as Andor because I don't think anything will ever top Andor. I don't think it's possible until Andor yeah. season two comes out and tops Andor season one. Um, I don't think anything will top Andor ever, but it's a, it's a fun watch and it's cool to have, uh, to see these live action. I, I haven't watched all the cartoons either. I should preface with that. So I, I went into this pretty blindly, but, uh, I am thoroughly enjoying it. I was familiar enough with most of the characters that like, I'm not sitting there being like, well, who's this and who's that? Like, I've got a pretty good idea of who everybody is and, and whatnot. Oh, fucking so. Clancy Brown is Mr. Krabs. Why did I forget that? Yeah. Anyways, he, Sorry. he's like, he also was the character. I think he played the, his same character, like in the cartoons that he plays in the show. Um, I, that would make sense to me, which is pretty cool. He's uh, a, he's a very, he shows up in so much shit. He's all over, He's the, all place. over the place. And then um I can't remember uh Balin Skull, his his uh actor playing Balin Ray Skull. Stevenson, I think. Who passed away. Yep. They dedicated the first episode to him. Nice. Um he is one of the most badass like I don't know if he's Jedi or Sith or what he is. I think he's somewhere in between. Spoiler alert. Um, but he like Ahsoka. Yeah, he's so fucking cool, man. Like, just his overall his body language as his character is is like it is a fucking shame that that guy is no longer with us. Yeah. Um, because I feel like he would have walked away from this show being a fan favorite at Celebration. Uh, yeah, and I also saw. I, I mean, I'm sure you've have you, you you haven't been watching it. I have not. Have you seen any spoilery stuff? Like I did see a little bit about a thing, maybe with uh, with Anakin. Yeah, my yeah. Like seeing he like Hayden Christensen was never my issue with Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, it was my issue with uh, Anakin Skywalker was purely Jake Lloyd, hundred percent, mm. and I'm gonna blame that on. Uh, on George Lucas for making a bad decision casting Jake Lloyd as Anakin Skywalker. So it's not even Jake Lloyd's fault. Um, but to see Anakin or to see Hayden Christensen go out on stage at Celebration and have everybody in the crowd be like, we love you. Like, we are so oh, yeah. happy that you are our Darth Vader, our Anakin Skywalker. And he like teared up and shit. Like, because I feel like a lot of people chastised him for a while for like, yeah, taking that really, role and playing the character the way he played it, but he was being directed by George Lucas. What do you expect? Even, not only that, but also the words of George Lucas. Like George Lucas is not a great writer, unfortunately. Right. And so, I hate like, sand. 
Yeah, exactly. Like I like but, turtles, right? Like he, the, I like turtles of Star Wars. I hate sand. Yeah, exactly. No, I, hate I sand. like Hayden Christensen. I've always had a deep respect for after uh, Life as a House, which I feel like is very much just Anakin Skywalker as a teenage boy, which is what he was in those fucking movies. And so, right. like, I've never had that big of a problem with with him as Anakin, and uh, and it is nice to see him get redeemed in the eyes of most of the star wars fandom but yeah i'm i'm curious to watch ahsoka i will watch it at some point i still the the latest episode the latest episode that had him in it was really good nice is there any is there any reason i would need to make sure i watch mandalorian season three before ahsoka i don't think so because i feel like they're very very separate entities okay because mandalorian season three is basically them passing like it's kind of like like mando takes more of a backseat it's more about bo katan than anything yeah and her development it kind of they turned mandalorian into like a girl power show ultimately Mm. which is cool i still i liked season three i know a lot of people were kind of like meh but again nothing will ever top andor it's not possible so yeah so why try just uh i i feel like they are trying with ahsoka to like and maybe not top andor but at least like strike it strike different chords with different people uh, but still appease the fan base um they are doing a ton of fan service like you definitely see that especially like just rehashing the specific characters and everything uh seeing live action versions of these characters that they built like how many seasons are there of rebels like Oh, a, a few and Clone Wars. There's so many. There's yeah, like, like ten seasons between the two shows, right? Something like that. Pro- and yeah, something like that. I don't even know. That's the thing. I haven't watched a lot of those too, so it's. It, I think it's a little bit lost on me, but I, you know, there's I four wanna... seasons of Rebels. Yeah, and there's like six of Clone Wars. So yeah, I think you're right. But, um, I mean, it's crazy. There's seven seasons of Clone Wars, technically speaking. So they've got eleven seasons of of like of content leading up to this show that like you don't necessarily have to have seen. Like if you have seen it, you're gonna understand like who Admiral Thrawn is, and you're gonna understand who Ezra is, Ezra, Ezra Bridger. Um, but you don't have to know those characters to go into this, I think, and still enjoy it. Cause it like in terms of it being star Wars, it's still really star Wars. Yeah. You know, there's a scene like there, there's like a Republic ship that comes to like, see what the hell like, uh, Hera is up to Hera being uh, again, a Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character. And, um, and there's this alien dude on the ship who's like, like he's so Star Wars, like he just his eyes, like he's got these big buggy eyes that like what, like can't quite look straight, and he's like looking did around hear, all goofy. Did I hear Babu Frick is in the show? Uh, Babu, the Babu Frick and Babu Frick's homies are in Mandalorian season three. Okay, okay, good. And they're fantastic. Like yeah. it, it is such a pleasure to see them again. I need to watch uh, that just so that there's more Babu Frick in my life. But uh, I, yeah, I I think. Uh, they we really could have done without Boba Fett. Like that could have just never happened, and everybody I think would have been fine with it. It's still fun to have seen some of the Boba Fett content, but it was really just like what happened to him after he got out of the Sarlacc pit. Did he get out of the Sarlacc pit? You know, and then who really cares about 
the other stuff. Like I like again the mod yeah. squad. Like get out of here with that shit. Like well, that the, was so- I think the rumor is that uh, they're building towards some kind of movie with all of these that will come together into one, like. Like another trilogy set of some sort would be cool. I don't know if it'll be a trilogy or not. They might they might be trying to stay away from that, but I've heard I think there's supposed to be a Dave Filoni directed movie that will culminate it will it will be the uh assembly of what he's doing with Mandalorian and Boba Fett and Ahsoka. Okay. All coming together, but I—that's just a rumor at this point. I think I don't think there's anything too. Well, no, maybe they announced. I guess something. it all kind of—I mean, it kind of all connects because Sabine Wren is also a Mandalorian, so I mean, yeah, it'll connect. But that's cool in some way. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess we'll. Uh, we'll yeah, see. I like Ahsoka. I'm enjoying it. I think you should watch it. I, you like. I would just watch Mandalorian season three in general because it was a good season. I thought I have nothing against it. It was just one of those things where it was like, I'm not going to spend my precious few hours that I can spend doing something I want to do on something that people are like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. No, fair but enough. No, I'll get anyways. To it. Yep. All right. Let's, well, uh, that was a good side quest. It was yes. actually longer than I was expecting, so that's cool. But it was me mostly too. me just babbling about Sleep Token for like 40 minutes, so. No, I think it was but. good. Hopefully people enjoyed it. It's been a while since we've done one, so it's good. That Fair enough. That yeah, up. hopefully they did enjoy it. And if they didn't, tell us why you didn't enjoy it. And uh, tell me what other topic to discuss. Tell me what other bands I should be checking out, and uh, I'll yep. check them out. But everybody check out Radio Pirate DJ. My buddy Josh doesn't listen to this podcast, but I'm going to shout him out anyways. Check him out. Radio Pirate DJ. It's a really goofy name. Their band was from like the early 2000s. Uh, Yeah, check them out. That's all. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.